Look at the spectacular finish. <laughs> and the Jordan. What's up, everyone? My name is Cole McGee. I am the youth pastor of Redemption Church. It's like 60 degrees outside, and it's raining, and I just got done with an hour-long Ordinary Show podcast, and the chip bracket's happening, and it's Nacho Cheese versus Ruffles. Is it Ruffles? I don't care. Nacho Cheese should be the one that wins. Yeah. Nacho Cheese is the winner. I mean, Doritos, Nacho Cheese. The fact, the fact, by the way, the fact that Takis are hot Cheetos are not in this is is an abomination that just blows my mind that both of those are knocked out in the first round and it annoys me okay regardless of all that nick avery joel we're back at it episode five and six i have to tell you i cannot i cannot express to you how much i loved as much as i was like down on episode three and four i loved episode five and six yeah i thought this is when the documentary found its legs this is when it started it felt like it was going in a direction and the energy and the tension of these episodes i thought were phenomenal overall what were your thoughts i thought these were the best episodes yes me too they were just give me why what did you think nick what'd you think they were i thought like the action was good the storytelling was good i thought it was interesting how they brought in kobe into it and they brought yeah. in the All-Star game. I think that was really cool. And they also, they didn't stick to one thing every episode. Like the first episode, I couldn't even tell you what it was fully about. Because they started with the shoe deal. And then they moved to the dream team. And then they moved to talking about Kobe and Michael's relationship. And I, I loved it. It, it just felt like, it felt like it was almost like that era of basketball where what was happening was it, basketball was emerging. And actually, it was, it was actually merging. With hip hop culture, with um, urban culture, with black culture, it was merging with like b- big business culture, shoe culture. It was becoming this. Jordan was literally carrying the culture of basketball to be what it is today, and you were seeing the emergence of what we know basketball as today in the NBA today. You were seeing it take shape right there, and everything was kind of just happening all at the same time it was just phenomenal to see yeah yeah definitely uh i thought it was super cool how they showed like that side of how he like affected the whole like nba and how it was perceived and i loved the whole part where everyone was like on his butt about the whole gambling thing (laughs) even though it wasn't really that big of a deal but they're like, oh, you're the golden boy. Why are you doing this? He's like, yeah, nah, I'm just, I'm just a basketball player, not, you know, Jesus. Yeah, we're going to get into that gambling thing. I, I you, But initially, you don't think that was a big deal, Joel? It didn't seem like too much of, like, I get it that gambling's not, like, a good thing or, like, a great thing to be doing, but it's not like he was going broke because of it or it was affecting his performance on the court. You know, well, this is going to be a, a meta conversation about this whole entire documentary. But to begin with, there's been some thi- there's some stuff online right now that Jordan's team, Jordan's kind of like branding team and whole marketing team, they've been involved in the making of this documentary, and there is a little bit of the the way they frame some of it. And at the time, they're kind of framing it to where it, you know, it's it's Michael Jordan. He can go gamble. He's got like, he's got the money for it. He's good for it. But what they're not saying is there's some, and I'm wondering if they're going to bring it up coming up soon, but Jordan went away for two years. Like yep. he retired. He straight mm-hmm. up just retired. And it was out of the blue. And they're framing it as, well, we'll get into why. Or at least they seem to be setting. They seem to be laying the seeds for why he quits. But there is a thing in the NBA, and this is just unequivocally true. In the early two thousands, there was a giant re- referee gambling scandal, and that was that there were referees gambling on the games in the basketball games, and they mentioned it a little bit, 
But the question was, was Jordan gambling on himself? Was he gambling on the Bulls? Was he in some way, like, was he in some way, were the outcomes of the games being affected by his gambling habits? He says no, but we just don't know. And during this time is when the gambling scandal was happening. So it is problematic, and they do not mention that. Do you find that interesting? Yes, it's totally interesting. Very interesting. Because, like, I don't know, you don't you don't really like to think of, like, as a person, you don't like to think that he might be throwing games. And you don't really know if he could, but, like, could you imagine if he was? Could you imagine how we would look at him now if he if we figured out that he was throwing games? Uh, oh, I mean, well, l- let me let me play the other side of that, Nick. And I agree with you completely. I mean that that his integrity, his character, you're, you're, you would do have questions about that. But let me play the other side. What if he is gambling on himself? Does it really? And let's. I mean, if he's saying I'm going to win, and then he wins. <laughs> Because yeah. he just did. Is that is it bad to bet on yourself and say, I'm I'm gonna win this game and I'm gonna score 40? Um it's problematic, right, when he says, I'm gonna score 20 and lose. Yeah. And then yeah. he goes out and like fakes like he's not doing well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Jordan's the type of person to bet against himself, even if he did. I feel like he's exactly. we're gonna win and I'm gonna score sixty. There are plenty of players who would bet against themselves. Like, for instance, Ben Simmons would be the kind of player <laughs> who would say, I'm going to go never shoot a three and score 15 in the paint, and we're going to lose by 20. Yeah. Just Joel, like what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Avery, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I really don't. I definitely think Jordan wouldn't bet on himself to lose, like based on how competitive he like seems to be as a player in person. Like when he was competing with his like security guards with the coin game. Can we talk about the dude with the, dude. the fro? Oh my god! Yeah, the shrug my favorite person in the, in the dude, the, shrug. So the shrug. I was saw insane. that dude. I saw that dude in the background early on. Yeah, in this, you and said I was like, it. I remember you a, said it. That guy is a star. And then when they brought him back for this episode, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like he was kicking his butt. Oh, yeah. really oh man. Oh my goodness. Like to lose to the perm, that's gotta that's just gotta eat Jordan up. Oh, like that didn't might he be, say like some really worse. good one liner too. He said something oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. the money into the pocket or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, Jordan's like, I want to put your money in my pocket. And then the guy said some sort of comeback. I can't remember what it I was. Can't I can't remember it either. Avery, what are your thoughts on all that? Oh, no, I agree. Like, I don't think he would because he was so competitive. Like, I don't think he would purposely throw a game. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I, I was wondering because, you know, the NBA is involved in this too. Uh, they do not want to talk about – I mean, if you ever want to watch a, watch a series, like go just go on YouTube and search up Mavericks Heat and – Mavericks Heat referees or whatever, and you watch that game, and you will just straight up see. I remember it was ridiculous. The officiating was horrific, and they came in, and there was this big. His name was Tim Donahue, I think it was the official, and it had been. It came out that this has been going on since the nineties, and it was a problem. And the NBA has just swept that under the rug, and it is gone, and no one talks about it. But. You, it does make you wonder, is this the beginning of when a lot of that stuff was happening? And and it is also, you cannot deny, the dude walked away from basketball for two years. And yeah. the question is, why? Why did he leave it like in his prime? And they're going to say, and, it's, and it is true, it's got to be terrible to be Jordan locked in your room and all these questions being asked of you. But, well, we're going to get into it. But my goodness, like, is it really... I mean, LeBron James gets, and Russell Westbrook especially, gets slaughtered by the media every night. Every single night. You're going to tell me that Jordan, for one year, or let me not even a year, four months, took a lot of questions about his gambling habits that he did. He didn't know how to answer them. And like he feels like he was, quote, being picked on. And so he quits. That just feels like, that just doesn't compute to me. Am I wrong about this? You're not wrong at all. It kind of seems like that's not the real reason he quit, you know? 
Yeah. Exactly. It feels like that's not the real reason he quit. Joel is, uh, Joel is bizarrely quiet. Yeah, I'm thinking. Thinking deep. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if Joel's mic just cut out. Okay, all right, so let's get started. I have a few uh, – we're going to go pretty quick because I thought this episode was fantastic and there's too much stuff, so I just want to talk about some big things. Um, so we're not going to go as long as we usually go. But All-Star Game, Jordan Kobe, I thought the beginning of that showing the All-Star Game – dude, can we talk about that the West with Kevin Gar- Kevin Garnett with the Timberwolves and Kobe Bryant – uh, with the Lakers, both of them being 19 and 20. How cool. How cool was that? That's, that's, how cool that's a classic that. all-star game right there. Very cool. I mean, dude, KG, talk about the future. When KG came into the league at set seven foot and running like a guard shooting threes, he changed the game. And to have and there was that scene where Kobe's on a break and dishes to Garnett out on the wing and Garnett throws the lob dude catches it with two hands and cocks it way back and dunks it oh i was just like that that's the modern nba that was like that was when it was happening yeah that 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 was cool they were showing like that all-star game is one of the things where you you see those really 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 talented players and you go man they're doing stuff back then that changed the game for sure Oh yeah, like I mean, the fact that gotta... Kobe's nineteen and he scores eighteen points and leads his team. What? Yes. What? The fact that Jordan at thirty something is in the locker room telling his telling everyone in there that kid's coming for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shut him down. <laughs> Do you know how amazing it would feel to be nineteen years old and to be in the head, like oh, you're Michael in the head <laughs> of the best player in the world? You know how cool that would be. Oh yeah. I thought it was really it was cool how Kobe also said like he, that he hates all the discussion of if he would beat Michael in a one-on-one because he was like, I am nothing without Michael. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the All-Star game? Because I, th- I just think that's such a cool – I thought that was such a cool moment. Anything else you, you saw? No, but my dad paused the show and talked about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? I don't remember, but he was like, people are forgetting the fact that he was 19, and then he said um, a word that I can't say on here. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. 19 years old. Yeah. It, I mean, KG, it, when those guys came out of high school, I mean, KG, KG was the first. He had, no one had come out of high school since, like, Moses Malone in, like, the 80s. Yeah. And for him to come out like that and then drop into the league and kind of dominate – then the next year Kobe do it and then make the all-star game. <laughs> it was like, this is, this is incredible. It's incredible. Okay. Anyways, Joel, any thoughts on that? We'll move on. Uh, no, nah, I thought it was cool though. Oh, cool. Thanks Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So then we go, uh, we go to the shoes and the culture of basketball, uh, merging with hip hop. You could, you could kind of see this begin happening where, it was uh, it was shoe culture, urban culture, hip hop culture, all kind of coming together, and it was unifying around Jordan. I thought it was fascinating, and you guys obviously give me your thoughts on the shoe thing. But I thought it was interesting. Jordan liked Adidas. I thought that was really really fascinating. And think about a world where, like, Adidas is the top I would dog in basketball, and Nike is kind of. Nike is has like all of the what the Adidas schools now would all be Nike schools and all the Nike schools now would all be Adidas schools. Oh, that's so That'd weird. Be, I would hate it. It'd be that. so weird. Like imagine if KU was a Nike school and was like one of the biggest Nike schools and like Duke and UNC are all like Adidas schools. That would be super what weird. What the heck? I would that would just be awful. Nike is I don't know. I feel like that Jordan completely changed Nike and made it what it is today. Without Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, because before that, what were they? Would they say they were track shoes? Yeah. Oh, I, I watch the movie Prefontaine. It is essentially about Nike, kind of finding an athlete, a runner. Which, by the way, the movie is incredible, especially if you're running. <laughs> but the it's uh, Nike finds an athlete. They put their shoes on him. He does incredible, and they realize, wow, we can sell shoes to with these and merge them with these athlete brands. 
and we it can we can kind of take over markets. And they looked at Jordan and was like, they were like, we could do this here. We could we could look at the look at the charisma, the youth, the smile, the way he plays, and we attach Nike logo a logo to that. It changes our our whole brand. Also, can we talk about how early he signed that shoe deal? Oh yeah, he got paid. Yeah, nobody does that anymore unless your name's like Zion. But like yeah. nobody signs that early. You have to prove that you're good, and they just signed him with one year under his belt, if that. Right? Was he well, rookie or was it second year? Oh, he, he was a rookie. He was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to go. I want to loop back to when Bob Knight said, "This is the best basketball player I've ever seen." Bob at the time, Bob Knight was the biggest basketball mind in the world. If he said you were good, you were good. If he said this is how you should play, this is how you should play, which is weird to think about now because the guy's insane. Yeah, he's <laughs> weird. But Bob Knight was the biggest basketball mind in the world. And to say that's the best basketball player I've ever seen after the Olympics, Nike came in and just backed up the truck. They're just like, here, here's a pile of cash. We're, you know, and it, it, how can you say no to that? Yes, 100%. I'd take that deal. Jeez, but was it 250? Yeah. Oh my gosh! As a rookie, we also just talk about how Converse used to be the number Stop. one. Bro, those shoes are so bad. Oh my! Are we, are we, are we going to talk about Larry Bird and Magic's rap? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh no! Um, let me just say, hip hop culture had not merged with basketball quite yet. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Larry Bird should have been the face of that commercial. Let me just tell you. No. No. Uh, okay, so let's let's then move over to it. it kind of moves to Jordan Blazers. Uh, Clyde Drexler was a was quote a threat, and I liked how they're like Jordan. Jordan told Magic, you know, I'm going to put it to him, and Jordan came out and set an NBA record by hitting five threes, like five. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was like five. They hit five that, every dude. game now. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just like, this is. This is how the game has just changed so much. I was like, that that blew my mind. That blew my mind. Um, but then I want to get to this. I want because I think this is probably the coolest part. There's so much happening here. The '92 Olympics, the dream team, the dream team happens, and Isaiah Thomas is not selected because <laughs> it Christian Leitner is. <laughs> yeah, Christian Leitner. Yeah, Christian Leitner. By the way. Do you know how much crap that team gave this like six foot eight white dude who couldn't run? Dude, they I didn't crap, especially you know, they all... shredded him. They oh, shredded yeah. him. He's like also a, a he's he like a rich white it. kid that he's played terrible. at Duke, and he was mean to everybody. And he, yeah, he was, he was a jerk. the bully. Uh, okay, so Jordan, <laughs> that's such a good point. He's like he's the rich white kid at Duke who's mean to everyone. Not like the kid who was aware that he's rich and is like kind of like I'll just show you that I'm good on the basketball court. He talks a lot, so yeah. you know like they shredded him. <laughs> Bro, how much does that show you that they did not want Isaiah Thomas on the team? If they took Christian Leitner yeah. over yeah. Isaiah Thomas, well, dude, Jordan was not going to participate in this. <laughs> he specifically said, "I will not participate unless Isaiah, or if Isaiah is on the team." And he tried to make it sound like it was other guys, and that's true. No one likes Isaiah Thomas. I told yeah. you he, he sucks. He, but not, yeah, dude, they, it's Jordan. The dream team does not happen without Jordan. These oh, yeah. other guys do not sign up to play unless Jordan decides to play. It's the same thing happened with the the new era where none of these guys wanted to play in the Olympic team, but then when LeBron signed up to play and Kobe signed up to play, everyone else was like, "All right." I, I know play. everybody kept yeah. moving until that happened, and then. They were like, "Yo, we should play." <laughs> Very true. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk about it. Jordan Isaiah Thomas is not selected. Jordan obviously freaking hates Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, how about the practice where Magic, Magic, Magic's team's up eight, and he says, "You're gonna need Air Jordan to show up to win this one." And Jordan scores ten straight. It and at that point, what's up? It reminded me of the scene in Avengers Age of Ultron where Hulk is fighting Iron Man and then he like knocks some teeth out of Hulk's mouth and then he's like, I'm sorry. That's immediately what I thought of. Just like that, that is an incredible. Yeah, he's he's like, what if I rage the monster. 
I love it. I love it. Avery, what did you think of the Olympics scene? Oh, I liked it, but my dad also paused it a lot. So, like, I he it took so I just long. Just imagine to get Avery through. being like, "I really want to get through this. Can we please it not took turn like a two, two hours? Hour show into yeah. four hours. One episode <laughs> took two hours last night. I timed it. Oh my gosh! It took Avery. so long. Your dad's living the dream, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so then, uh, they Jordan does his little ten straight thing, and. Uh, the news reporter has this line. It's the 90s, and Jordan just alphaed the alphas. And I thought, and I'm going to get to this, because I was, I was hanging out with a friend when we were watching it. I know, I broke quarantine rules. Sorry, but I was asked out. Cool. And I, I shouldn't have been, I'm not sorry, I shouldn't have admitted that. It's okay. Gotta, it's, it's, do what you want, you know? <laughs> okay, so I was watching with a buddy, and he says to me, he goes, he goes, I, I think that the thing about Jordan is, he is tougher on the court than LeBron. On he's tougher on the court than LeBron, but LeBron is tougher off the court. Yeah. What do you think about that? Hmm. True, dude. LeBron is over here. Instead of pulling a Jordan, being like the media attacks me and stuff, he's just messing with the media. He's on TikTok right now. <laughs> like the dude is loving all the attention, and meanwhile Jordan's like get the spotlight. Like, I don't want to answer these questions. I mean, of course, yeah. he liked the spotlight, but he was like, I don't want to talk to you guys. And LeBron's over here talking to everybody. What did you, what, I mean, I agree. I think he's right. Avery, Joel? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this goes on. And if it's the 90s, all right, Jordan just alphas the alphas. And they, this is where they kind of use this as a kind of a backdoor to introduce Tony Kukoc. Thoughts on the Jordan Pippen Kukoc situation, dude? I'm wondering that. what the deal with him was early on in the in the episodes. Like that dude seems like he'd be better than you know, I thought he'd be. And to like see that he was dominating the like Euro League, I was like, see now that makes some sense. What did you think of the of, of Jordan Pippins essentially saying we were gonna beat Kukoc because we hate Jerry Krause? Dude, I love that. I that loved is it too. So funny. I don't know why, but like sometimes the determination and the like things that strive them to win are so funny to me. Like that's just the fact that they hate Jerry Krause so much that they're gonna go lock down a guy that Jerry Krause said he likes. Yeah, it's Pippen. This is a quote. We were going to do anything to make Jerry look bad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fascinating. I mean, also, uh, Jerry Krause drafts Kukoc in 1990. Again, Jerry Krause, genius. This dude is legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then he went and left. Yeah. So then, wait, wait. I have a question though. What happens yeah. when he leaves? Because they drafted him, but he left. Do you get another draft spot, or you just? Oh, have well, he didn't. Spot? He didn't leave. He was playing in Europe because this happens a lot. This happens a lot, like with like Nikola Jokic. The yeah. Nuggets drafted him in the second round, and he decided to stay in Europe to finish out his contract. And then when he became a free agent, then he came over. So he decided to stay in Europe for a few more years to develop, and then he came over in the mid nineties. Oh. So, so he finished out a four-year contract, came over in like 94. But was he even that good? Like when Kukoc. he finally came over to the Bulls? I mean, Dude, Tony Kukoc anything was the best it. European player in basketball. Yeah. Wow. He was a, he was a six he was a 6'10 shooter who um I'm trying to think of a good comparison to today. He was he would kind of run the baseline and he would just stand in the corner and do, the dude was money. He was just money from three. So it just spread the floor a lot. So a, an older Jordan had room to work. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Avery Joel thoughts. Yeah. That is like kind of crazy how he like went out and said, I'm going to pick up this big old shooting European guy. Like tell me that's not a little bit ahead of its time. He's a genius. And it's to say this is the future. Like, yeah, that's exactly what the future was. 6'10 forwards who could shoot threes. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm convinced Joel just woke up. 
Uh, I woke up at at uh, three. Oh wow! So basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Incredible, Joel. Don't change. Don't change. Okay. So uh, then he says, Jordan understands. Um, Jordan kind of was one of the first players to understand branding, right? He understood kind of the meta narrative of there's there's the basketball game, but then there's like the brand of Jordan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My question is, what athletes understand branding like that today? What athletes like understand their image and then play into that? What 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 comes to who comes to your mind? Um, LeBron and KD because they have the most successful shoes right now. I Would mean. They- they, yeah. Everything they drop is golden. Yeah. They, it doesn't even have to be good anymore. They drop yeah. it and it's golden. I don't know what Giannis they've done to do way. it. Giannis is on the way. Yes, yeah, so Giannis is on the way. Avery, what do you think? I don't know that much about basketball shoes. Dude, Giannis's shoes are terrible. But the fact that they're Giannis's shoes makes people you buy wear them. them. Exactly. Speaking of terrible shoes, how about the uh, Air Jordan 1s? Jordan dude, played a game in those. Dude, those, those are, are sweet. Those, those are, are sweet. Well, I like the way they look, but not the play. Oh, yeah, no. When he said his foot was bleeding, I was like, dude, just take off the shoes. <laughs> just change That's it good. halftime. Okay, I have, I have another thing I want to get to, and this 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 bothered me. This like actually genuinely bothers me. It doesn't just bother me about Jordan. It bothers, bothers me about celebrities in general. Jordan – decided essentially to create this image of himself along with his branding team and all this stuff. And you got to kind of project, and he even says this, everyone, he allowed everyone to project whatever they wanted to onto him. So when you thought about Jordan, whatever you thought about, he was like, yeah, sure, that's me. So, you know, he decides not to get involved in politics. He doesn't get involved in anything kind of divisive. Whatever you want to think about Jordan, you can think about it. Sure, exactly. And he never really corrects you, and he stays really private, and you never really get a sense of who he is, but you think you know who he is based on his branding team. But then, but then, as soon as in some way somebody comes along and asks him to, you know, support this political person um, in his home state, and he says no, and people then get upset because what their image of him in their heads it didn't turn out to be true, right? So like they thought he was a certain way. He didn't then act the way he should have. And then they got frustrated with that. Then Jordan gets all upset because he's like, well, that's not me. That's not who I am. You don't know me. But in order to build his brand, he kind of let you think he is whoever you think he is. And I'm just like, you can't really have that both ways. You can't go, I'll be whatever you want me to be. And then when they want you to be the thing that they think you are, you go, nah, that's not me. Like, you can't do both of those things. And it really frustrates me, not just about Jordan, but about celebrities in general. I, it drives me crazy when they let people do that. And then people come along and go, well, do this. And they're like, no, you know, that's not that's not me. That's not who I am. Do you, am, am I making sense? Yeah. What, what would you rather, what would you have wanted them to do in that situation? Be a human being. Like, what do you think? Like, share his opinion. Like, you, like, I don't understand what, why you're so mad at it, though. Like, maybe because didn't want to. Because you, they build an entire brand, an entire, I mean, he, he becomes a, a basketball god. And then when somebody brings any critique towards him, like any critique, he then gets super upset about it. And I get frustrated because he, you created the problem. Instead of saying, you know what, I don't care about politics. I just flat out don't care. What I care about is basketball. Right? Right? I'm not, and like he even said this later in the episode. I'm not, I wish I was never, I never embraced like I'm a role model. I wish I was just like me. And then if you want to follow that, sure, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm just a guy playing basketball over here. Instead, his whole branding team cultivates this image that he's like a god. And then when he doesn't show up and do something, everyone gets mad. And then he's like, well, I'm just a human being. You can't have both. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But that also, I think you're thinking of it as not, I mean, I I completely understand what you're saying, but also I'm thinking of it from his standpoint. Like 
maybe he didn't even want to create that persona. Maybe his branding team just did it. I mean, all he's trying to do is play basketball. Well, that's true. I mean, you're talking about, I'm judging, well, I mean, you have these massive teams of people coming into like 20 year olds and saying, Hey, we're going to make you a thing. And I, and I have a personal, like, I don't, I give everyone a pass before the age of like 25. Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we don't know who we are. We're tr- we make mistakes and we're trying to figure out who we are. So like, I get that, but it just bothers me that at th- this point he was like, he was kind of 30 when things started crashing. Yeah. I'm like, at that point, you have reaped so many rewards from this image you've created. I'm sorry things aren't turning out exactly how you want, but, you know, I don't know. Avery, Joel, what are your thoughts? I'm a big Kawhi Leonard guy. Purely because he, like, yeah, why? because he's himself and no one cares. Like, he keeps his life so private and just, like, does his job, plays basketball. Like, I couldn't tell you a single like personal thing about Kawhi Leonard, and I think that's super good because he did what he wanted. He was like, "Oh, I don't want that, so I'm gonna just like not do it." It's, a- it's actually it's actually what exactly what I'm talking about. Kawhi is you when you think about Kawhi, you just you think about him as a human being. Yeah, he's just like a dude that like this is his job. Actually, I think of him as a robot because he's, <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. The robot who has a really weird laugh. His laugh is mechanical, Cole. You can hear yeah, the no. gears grinding. <laughs> oh my god, he's a, he's incredible. All right, so the next episode happens. Look at this. We're we're cruising along here. It starts weird. Actually, I thought it was really weird. He's in a hotel room, and he you get this sense. And I know the the documentary was trying to make this happen, and I felt it. It's kind of claustrophobic. Like he's just in this room and he can't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. There's a human for you, Cole. What you? <laughs> he's just well, chilling there. Well, then tell us that before <laughs> 2020. Do you want to like let us know what it's like to be Jordan before 2020, or do you want us to continue to think that you're some like god levitating above us? And then when all of a sudden we find out, everyone's like, "I think this dude has a gambling problem." You freak out and like quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry it just it just irks me all right uh but he's in the hotel room what do you think about his life and kind of he can't go anywhere that would suck for sure i can't imagine walking outside and literally everywhere you go you get bombarded with people everywhere yeah. no matter yeah. what that's why this is why i cut him slack on the gambling thing and playing golf and betting for it golf was the only place that you saw in the documentary where there weren't crowds of people and he could be a human dude gambling human yeah but so still me... gambling was his outlet to to feel normal you know what i mean it was a way so, to get out let me let me piggyback on that nick because i think it's a great point i said earlier uh rodman comes back after 80 hours in vegas and i said how hard does he have to work to get jordan's approval what if what you're saying is Jordan actually is like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if Jordan's just like, 80 hours in Vegas? Yeah, I get it. You got to blow off steam sometime. Yes, that's, what, that's yeah. why I think he didn't really care that much. He was like, dude, I'd do the same thing if I was in your spot. Yeah, that was crazy. Avery, what do you think of like, what? how did you feel as you're watching it, especially as you're, what was the doc, how did you feel about the documentary trying to zero in on Jordan and make you feel a little claustrophobic? I think they were really trying to emphasize, like, kind of what his, like, how his life really was. Like, because he was just sitting there, like, no lights on, just laying on the couch. And then when he goes out, he has all the spotlights on him. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty horrifying. Like, yeah. I, 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 did, I did feel bad for him. Like, that's a... Yeah, I was like, whoa, maybe I don't want to be like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Okay, so Joel, I want to get to this because I the Jordan Rules book comes out and everybody, they, they were like, oh, you know, people want to take shots at the king and blah, blah, blah. And, and there are a few comments about, I'm going to get Jerry Krause fired, which by the way, he absolutely said that, obviously. That's what Pippen essentially said in a, a news interview at the 92 Olympics. So, you know, you know that happened. That pun- And the, he says it didn't happen. 
Will Purdue got punched by Jordan. You know that happened. I saw Jordan as a GM of the Bobcats lean over the first row and smack Malik Monk in the back of the head. You know he punched Will Purdue. (laughs) Uh, Malik Monk deserves it. Malik Monk does deserve it. And then uh, Jordan said, he's like, I'm not going to pass the ball to a teammate ever again, which, by the way, you know that happened. No, that definitely happened. So why, like, Joel, why does Jordan feel like he has to deny all this? Why can't he just be like, yeah, that's exactly right. I said all that stuff. What do you want from me? I just don't think he's, like, felt the pressure and plus, like, his his team making him seem like a like a basketball god. Obviously, he feels the pressure to, like, keep that rep reputation up because, like, being a person that's, like, got that kind of a reputation, obviously, like, you don't want to ruin that even though it, like, sucks to be that guy. He still feels that need to be, like, I got to, like, protect my self-image, you know? It. It was, it's, it's just weird. Like it's very, I, I'm trying to figure out, that's why that, that, that comment, Jordan is tougher on the court than LeBron, but he's not as tough off the court. I find that like LeBron, I don't, I don't know if LeBron could play in a league where everything was about the paint and the paint was completely locked down and LeBron <laughs> would, would have to like shoot a bunch of threes. I, I think he would, but I don't know. But I'm telling you, I don't know if Jordan could play today off the court. I don't know if he could handle the Twitter. Oh, dude. Twitter, <laughs> he would be a nightmare. Yeah. I, I, you saw what he did with the Jordan crying meme. He brought it up at Kobe's funeral. <laughs> I mean, that is a pretty funny meme, Cole. Have you seen it? It's <laughs> so sensitive. He's so sensitive. Yeah. Anyways, one more thing. One more thing before we get into this last bit, because uh, this last bit's about Jerry Krause, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, can we talk about Scotty's gray roots, dude? Did you see that too? Yeah, I didn't see it. I don't know. Like, dude, like Scotty Pippen, dude. You know you're going to be on this documentary. You didn't dye your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he cares at this point. At the very bottom along, like he has some hardcore gray roots going on. Dude, did you notice how Jordan's eyes are no longer yellow? They're like eye droplets. <laughs> what are those contacts? What's that, Avery? No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, I think it's cigar smoke. I'm telling you. I think it's I think it's just Dude, like he has a stogie right next to his table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he, he is, uh, it's cigar smoke. I mean, the dude was smoking cigars in the hotel room before the game. <laughs> dude, I thought that was funny when he was like, they used to be drinking cases of beers at halftime. Yeah. Miller Lite got a lot of pub in that one. And I like how <laughs> Scotty did see Scotty's face when they realized the camera was on and, he, and Scotty's like, don't, <laughs> he's like, don't show this. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron Harper's like, show whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm the worst player in here i'm living the dream this is amazing okay so this is my last part because that you can tell here's what's happening it feels like the documentary is going that it feels like the documentary is is pitting jordan as the on-court general manager versus kraus as the actual general general manager and the question is how did this team fall apart and I mean, you saw it when they won this, the back-to-back championships and Krause was like, the organization, this is a great organization. It's not just a great team. It's a great organization. It's like he wanted everyone to know, I am the mastermind behind Yeah, he really. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So you guys saw that. Yeah. yeah. He really said, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, I'm sorry. He's incredible. Yeah, like move after move, he's always building for the future. And Jordan, and Jordan, in this scenario, because he's a player, it make he couldn't. He like, I don't know. Like it just didn't. Here's what I think. Here's what I think is about it. I think the way Jordan views at at, like the moves that Jerry Cross is making, I think he thinks it's inconsiderate. I think he thinks like. Man, he really cares that little about us that he can just move us in like parts to a machine. 
But what, isn't that his job? Yeah, but like to a player, that feels pretty demoralizing when you can just cast me off the team like I'm nothing, you know? But he, yeah, I mean, I think it was like, it brings me back to like the whole Tony Kukoc thing too, to where like I bet he feels like insulted, you know? And like so does Pippen too. Like them being such like great players, like the greatest players in the league, they have that right there. And this guy's out here talking about some white dude from Croatia, like <laughs> talking about how he's the future of basketball when you have yeah, like, they're like we're the right basketball here. player ever. Like obviously you're gonna take offense to that if you're like Michael Jordan, like you feel like disrespected, you know? Yeah. But seriously though, why? Like if I said to you guys, let's say we have like a dart throwing team, like we have a dart, we're like the best dart throwing team in the world, and I'm like, hey, you know, uh, we're gonna lose. Let's say we have a fifth person, and that fifth person is, you know, Gary, and Gary, everyone knows Gary's contract's coming up, and Gary's gonna go away. But the core, the Nick Avery Joel, we're the core, you know. But hey, I think I got a lead on a guy who's really, 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 really good, one of the best young players in the world. Like, then well, you the find out Nick's upset. Nick's upset because I said some other guy that's going to join our team is a really, really good player. And, like, that, how does that somehow compute as I dis- I'm disrespecting you? Here's what I think. I, I think yeah. it's like, I think by making the Ku coach move, he's saying we still have work to do, which is completely true. But in Pippen and Jordan's eyes, they're like, Dude, we're winning. We don't need to do anything. Why are you doing things to mess this up? We're doing fine. Well, yeah, that's I mean. real. That's real. I feel I mean, I feel that even just in my life. Like if if I'm like performing at a high level and people aren't like, "Hey, nice job." I can I that frustrates me, you know? Like I'm like, "Can can somebody at least notice I'm working really hard?" You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 So maybe that was it. Maybe Kraus just like never well, you know, and if you're Pippin, I guess the language of the NBA is money. And if you're not paying Pippin, I can see how he would be like, uh, you want to pay me for my performance? Yeah, he's like, you're getting somebody else. Why don't you pay me first? Yeah. Like, worry about the guy you have, not some guy you're going to go get. That's, I hear that. That I, that speaks to me. That's real. Joel Avery, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's as deep as it goes. <laughs> Joel Avery with the one-word answers. <laughs> All right. So uh, it finishes out. Bulls beat the Knicks uh, in 93, of course, because that Knicks team, in retrospect, not great. Sorry, Patrick Don't Ewing. Doobie Poster and Jordan, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. John Starks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Knicks – that, that, that was interesting. And then they go and they beat uh, – uh, they go they go and play the Suns in the 93 finals. Who did they play in the 92 finals? They didn't write that down. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, they played oh. Ma- uh, Magic, didn't they? They played the Lakers. No, they played the 92. 93, they played the Suns. Oh, so yeah. Magic was like 94 because that was post-Jordan. It was there during his retirement phase, which, by the way, Scotty takes them to the. Anyways, that's, that'll be next week. But the Suns, the Suns, and then my favorite thing, and we'll move, we'll be, we'll wrap this up. Jordan finds out that Kraus loves. Uh oh, you guys there? Yeah. yeah. Cole. Cole. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. Guess we're editing this part out. Yeah, no kidding. What just happened? Okay, sorry. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Right, wow. Okay. My 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 headphones just died. But anyways, uh, so Jordan or so they find out that Dan Marley is is like uh, he's loved by Jerry Krause, and Jordan is like, I'm going to destroy Dan Marley. Dude, I love that. He's like, he's like, if this dude can guard me, Krause is gonna love him, and he might get him. I was like, I'm gonna show him that he's a terrible player. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Like, can you imagine Dan Marley just living your life and just because some random dude in Chicago likes your game, the best player in the world targets you? That'd be terrifying. I'd be so scared. (laughs) I'd be like, why are you picking on me, bro? I know. Marley's like, I'm Thunder Dan. Like, no one cares about me. Just let me shoot 
threes and play defense. Well, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, all right. So to wrap up, dude, I, I love this. Oh, I thought- the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers. When they played the Trailblazers and Jordan was like talking about how people were comparing Clyde Drexler to him, he was like, I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to like embarrass him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, a Clyde Drexler who was like 25, 26 at the time and looked like he Receding was. Receding hairline. Oh my all God. I gotta say. Oh my God. Like, my God, just shave it off. Just shave it. Please. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that it. It, it, so the show ends with Jordan is mentally and physically exhausted. He's he's won three straight titles, and you know, like I, his body's breaking down a little bit. He's thirty years old, and that's like I get it. You know, like I I understand three straight titles. I I have questions as to why he quit. We're probably going to talk a lot about that in the next episodes. But for these for these two. I gotta tell you, I, I loved it. I was just all in on episodes five and six. La- a few last thoughts for you guys. Um, yeah, I loved they it. were really good. Give me, give me more than that. Um, head to toe, it was like it gave me a lot more appreciation for Michael. I mean, I already, I already like him the best, but like this was reassurance of yeah, I'm, I really like this dude. I'm starting to understand why he said, like, the, after this documentary, you're not going to like me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? The more and more I see it, like, he just seems, like, super, like, not in control, you know? What like, do you mean? He just, the way he handles media, horrible, yeah. you know? Like, he can't defend himself at all or, like, get off, like, what he wants to say. And then he like his play, of course, is like amazing and everything, but it's almost like sickening how competitive he is at everything. Like the quarters game, oh, yeah. the quarters game with a dude with a perm. Like even then, he was like still super mad about it, and everyone's treating it like it's like a good thing to be that competitive. Like of course it is, because like it's what made him so great. But at the same time, it's like dude, you gotta you gotta chill, you know? Yeah. Security, come get security. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. I I feel like in some way his competitiveness at some points comes off like he's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty young, but still, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 30. But I mean, you can't tell me that, like, the way you say LeBron's better off the court, he came up, LeBron went to the league. LeBron has been that big since he, or like, not that big. But he's been big since he was 18, and he's handled it way better than Jordan did, like, in the end of his career, you know? Yeah, oh, people yeah. forget. I, mean, I remember my senior year, Jordan, LeBron's my age, and I remember watching it my senior year of high school, his senior year game, St. Vincent St. Mary's against Oak Hill Academy on ESPN. Dick Vitale's there. Jay Billis is courtside. Like, Jay-Z is courtside. Like, this is, like, LeBron James is 18 years old. And he just, regardless of what people think about him, every expectation you've had of him, he has done it. And the mental strength to do that, I don't want to hear anymore, anymore that that Jordan, that LeBron and Jordan, or LeBron's not as mentally tough as Jordan. I, I'm sorry, like it might be different. It comes out in different ways on court, off the court, but. I think this just shows that these guys aren't gods. They're human beings and they have weaknesses. And it's obvious to me, Jordan's does not take criticism very well off the court. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody likes to be criticized. I mean, I get Obviously, it. but the way he handles it is not very good. Like LeBron, LeBron's whole career, he's been compared to Jordan. Like you're not as good as Jordan, you know? And he doesn't care, you know? Like it doesn't get to him at all. I mean, like I'm sure it kind of does like personally. But it's not like he shows it. Like he, he, he doesn't does. show it. And like off and in some ways, you know, like you're right. It's gotta hurt his feelings, but you don't see it. Like yeah. that dude made a ridiculous comment about China that makes me want to punt LeBron James into orbit using Joel's words. And <laughs> I in like the way he has handled that media circuits now, it's just like he 
He did the wrong thing. He somehow maneuvered around it and went on. Like no one even talks about it anymore. Yeah. It's because he figured out that the less you like the less deal you make about things, the more the media just moves on. Exactly. <laughs> but Jordan didn't come for that. Like Jordan, Jordan didn't figure that out. Jordan was so distraught over this whole gambling thing that he had to sit down with one reporter and be like, nah, man, I'm I like, it's not a big deal, you know? And he sounded like, like you could hear audibly he was upset, you know, when he was talking about it. With his sunglasses on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Avery, what are your, what are your final thoughts? Oh, I, it was the most interesting they were the most interesting episodes, I think, out of the six that I've seen. And as somebody who does not like into the NBA very much, why was it interesting? I liked seeing all the old footage. Like, I yeah, feel like there was more old footage than the. Yeah, it, you're, kinda like with, you're with Nick. Like, there's like old footage that, and they're giving you a, a framework to understand what's happening in these games. Yeah. What did you notice about the old footage? Their type of play is completely different. I mean, wildly different. It's just a different, it's almost a different sport. Like when they were showing some of those Larry Bird clips, I was like, dude, that's like street ball play. I've done those things in an NBA. And he was doing it in an NBA game and they couldn't see it coming. Like, are oh, you yeah. kidding me, bruh? Uh, what was another thing? Oh, I'm getting super tired of only seeing transition highlights from Jordan. It's all transition dunks. 90% of the highlights to show transition dunks. Or threes. Yeah, exactly. And that was like one game they showed the threes when he like went off, a.k.a. had like five. Well, what, what do you want to see? Like, I want to see more like, hey, let's like, does Jordan, like, do they, like, I want to see that triangle offense and work, you know? Well, the problem with the triangle is the shot clock was like 35 seconds, so it took yeah. 35 it Yeah, it took so long. I just want to see something else, you know? That's like, why it's always counting down right as Jordan shoots. Yeah. I want to see, like, I want to see his other styles of play besides scoring, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. All right, guys, that was great. That was probably our best episode we've done, and it was probably the two best episodes of the documentary. I'm very excited about 7 and 8. I think this is when things are going to get wild, especially when he goes and plays baseball. I mean, this is going to be weird. I know, dude. And I... I don't know why, but they're not talking about his dad. I, that's, that's a thing, and I they're just not talking about that. And I don't know if that's because Jordan doesn't want to talk about it or whatever. But like, I don't know. It's weird. But going forward, I'm excited to talk to look at it. Are you guys excited about the next few episodes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. Cool. All right. For uh, Cole, Nick, Avery, Joel, Joel, peace be with you. And uh, enjoy the enjoy the week. Adios. Hardaway lost it. Strip. Frank 